Relevant content for our members by our members. This is TMC Connect. So again, this is the TMC Connect discussion titled Best Practices, Training Your Staff Virtually. Um, So before we jump into our questions, we have a great panel of discussion leaders today. I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves. Um, So we will start with Dottie Hackett-Cole, who is the VP of Fulfillment. And Dottie, you're at Trident Mortgage, correct? I am. Hi, everybody. Hi, Amy. Um, yeah, uh, Dottie Hackett-Cole, Vice President of Fulfillment Operations and Training at Trident Mortgage Company. Trident is a um, realtor-owned independent mortgage banker in the mid-Atlantic region, uh, pretty much the southeastern Pennsylvania, uh, New Jersey, Delaware, a little bit in New York, uh, Connecticut region. And uh, we probably close about, just to give you some perspective and size, about $2 billion a year about 7,000 units, and we probably have around 200 employees. So it gives, us, gives you a little bit of perspective on, on, on who we are. Excellent. Thanks, Patty. And then we've got Craig Angaro from Annie Mac. He is the chief operating officer, good friend of ours. We saw him in New Orleans at our last conference before all the craziness started. Um, we just skated out of there, huh, Craig? Yes. Yeah. Just in time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we were just talking about it. That's the last time I got a haircut. It was uh, yeah. right before New Orleans. So this is I'm still rocking yeah. New Orleans hair right here. now. Right, so yeah. so he's been working <laughs> on it since 1230 today. Right? <laughs> yes, yes. Right. <laughs> I had to miss our prep for that. Um, yeah. So, so, so I'm Craig and Garrett, Chief Operating Officer, Annie Mac Home Mortgage. Uh, we're located in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Uh, we're lo- we do business in about 35 states. Um, our bit, our annual loan volume last year was about 2.5 billion. Um, this year on track to do, uh, over 3 billion with the, um, additional refinance volume. So we've, we've been busy, definitely keeping busy. Um, thought COVID would slow us down, but it's, it's, it's just made it a little different. So I'm looking forward to talking through that a little bit, uh, with everybody on the call. Thanks, Greg. And last, but certainly not least is the dynamic Shirley. Wingate, who is VP of Operations at Annie Mac. Shirley, thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate your time and certainly understand that you've got to be crazy busy. So um, really appreciate you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your role at Annie Mac? Hello, everybody. So I'm Shirley Wingate, Vice President of Operations at Annie Mac. I've been with the company for seven years and with the operations overseeing opening, our RESPA team, processing, credit underwriting, collateral underwriting, and the closing department. And it is in lovely Mount Laurel, New Jersey. And I say that because I also live in that town. <laughs> nice. Is that close to the shore or is that further inland? I've heard of Mount Laurel. Further inland. It's 45 minutes. Okay. Unless Craig's driving, then it's like 30. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Craig, you're getting beat up today already. We're five minutes in. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> it's, it's warranted. Well, thank you so much, like I said, for being here. Um, speaking of volume and, and being super busy, I mean, you know, we're constantly hearing about people getting furloughed and losing their jobs. That certainly isn't the case in the mortgage industry. Um, so, Dottie, I mean, broad strokes, how many how many employees have you hired in the past three months? Do you, do you have an idea in, like, what departments? Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, not a lot, not a lot, Amy. We haven't hired many. We've hired, uh, you know, uh, one or two ops people and and one loan officer. And, you know, the reason we haven't hired is um, we're too busy focusing on closing the the loans, originating closing the loans that we that we have in the pipeline. And uh, 
and kind of an all hands on deck approach just don't have the the luxury of the resources to be training a lot of people right now. So, um, you know, we haven't hired a ton since COVID, but the topic of virtual training is that new to us. It's something that we've been doing for years and years. Um, Shirley, you mentioned having some new hires too. Do you have a number? Has it been more for you than what Dottie's been experiencing? It's been a little bit more. Um, for us, we were already looking before COVID came, so it's at that same time. Uh, we've hired in operations, I'd say about 12 between the opening and closers and some credit underwriters. So we have about 12 people in operations and there have been a couple of uh, sales team like loan officers and branches that we've added on in the company. So let's talk about then the, the training of obviously the, the new hires um, during all of this. But like Dottie said, you know, you, she's also always kind of used virtual training. So just want to get out to our member base because a lot of people I think are going to continue doing this or start doing this more in the future. Now that we're all pivoting and, and, and moving into a virtual wor world, um, we didn't really think we'd go there that quickly, but obviously we have. So um, as far as training, um, Dottie, can you share with us your experience with the virtual training, both before COVID-19 and then after? Um, um, you have great pointers and yeah, yeah, sure. Um, you know, virtual training has uh, has benefited us um, um, over the over the years. Obviously, um, people not needing to waste time traveling to get to a training center or a facilitator doesn't have to uh, uh, get in their car on a snowy day and 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 go wherever to to meet an employee to train. So so there's the benefit of that. Um, obviously, during COVID, they're not exposing themselves to any sort of uh, health risks, um, things like that. But um, uh, so, so there's been there's been benefits to it. There's certainly challenges that we can we can talk about a little before. But um, you know, we we think that virtual training will have a place, obviously, forever. Whether whether everybody goes back and everybody's in the green phase in the future or not, I think there's a new world and uh, and people. Um, you know, need to be able to get uh, the resources they need and the training they need from wherever they are. Um, we we have, I think, a pretty decent program that we've refined over the past couple of years. Luckily, we don't have um, uh, a nationwide um, region that we have to accommodate, so that makes it a little easier for us. Uh, we're kind of pretty contained on the on the East Coast, which helps. And just because of the structure of our organization, we don't typically have big, large, massive groups that we have to train. And I think because of that, it's easier for us to kind of customize and to find success with the virtual uh, training experience, which might be tougher for the large masses. It's interesting that you, you said that, Dottie, about, you know, you, you probably have found some permanent change in this. Um, you know, that's, that's what we found as well. So I, I would say that you know, we're probably never going to get away from in-person training, but what we've adjusted, what we'll probably do ongoing, um, and Shirley can touch on this in a little bit more detail, is is adjust it. So we would bring in an underwriter for two weeks at a time. Um, most of our underwriters are remote. So they would come to Mount Laurel. Um, they would spend the first week, maybe go back on the weekend, come back the next week, and that would be how they would get <clears throat> acclimated to Animac. Um, what we found success in training virtually, so we're going to actually uh, train them virtually first and then bring them in around the 30, 60 day mark when they've already kind of got it down. 
Um, and Shirley, you can kind of talk to some of the benefits that we found virtually, especially because they're remote employees themselves. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and being that national, so we're focused on underwriting, but even in our processing and our branches, we would actually go to, if there was a branch that had maybe four or five processors, we would actually go to that branch and train processors. Or if it was one or two, they would come to Annie Mac and Mount Laurel and train there. So we found that national, we are doing that training, doing the remote training and doing the virtual training. And it's made a, a difference, especially for people that are remote because they're in that home environment. When you're in a classroom setting for two weeks, you're taking these notes and you have all that and you go home, then all of a sudden you forget some of the notes. And when you're, what we're finding now is it's more successful for those remote staff because they're putting their post-its, they have their notes, it's all set up in that environment. So that really has made a difference, something that we've learned during this. Yeah, that's a really great point. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that, but, but you're absolutely right, being in your own environment and, and, and learning in that own environment and knowing how all your stuff, I mean, even as far as do you need one screen or two screens? I don't know, I'm a two screen person, I have been since <laughs> I was a processor, so um, I, I can never go back, by the way. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, so speaking of, of technology, we touched on that on our prep call, but um, Dottie, I wanted to get back to you because you mentioned a couple of, you know, I kind of, I've asked you, are you using Zoom? Are you, you know, what platforms are you using to train your employees? Um, and you had mentioned a couple that you liked. Yeah, I, it depends on it depends on the training. But if we're taking up staff or or even some salespeople and we're doing systems training or or task related uh, uh, job specific training, we will use um, Google Hangouts, uh, you know, Go to Meetings, Zoom. Um, we also, we can talk a little later, we actually have a, a cool presentation tool that we use called Prezi, um, that is pretty, uh, pretty slick and, and impressive and fun to use. Uh, we believe strongly in the value, obviously, of shared, sharing screens and kind of flipping, flip-flopping back and forth from the trainer facilitator to the employee. Um, you know, people learn well when they can actually do and the trainer can see what, where they're clicking and what they're what they're doing correctly or incorrectly um, so they're they're mostly the tools I would say you know zoom Google meets meets um, uh, Google hangouts go to meetings uh, Trello Prezi I think they'd be the the main kind of uh, tools that that we use and technology the technology piece can't be underestimated uh, we talked, you know, the three of us spoke uh, this morning, and Craig, we were, we were talking uh, this morning before the call or this afternoon about how important it is to to have stable, reliable technology in place for the remote um, or the virtual training um, ahead of time and have it tested out with the employee because a lot aren't tech savvy, you know, and to have that tested out so they can log in and they can get comfortable with it before you're live and ready to go with the the training. And then to utilize these, um, these resources, um, whatever, whatever they are, there's some of the resources we use. um, But I'd love to hear what, what you guys um, at AnyMac use. And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned some of these because I, I don't have a couple of those. But the GoToMeeting, the Skype, Teams, Zoom, we have all of those. And to that point about the technology, that is something we learned as we started doing this is to make sure the equipment is delivered a day before the start date. 
so that they can have it set up because the first day is orientation. Well, they can't just start. They need to make sure that everything's there. We make sure that they have access to all of the systems that they need to have access to. So you're getting ahead of that. Technology really is number one, technology equipment. And as we said, the IT support. Yeah, we, we use um, <clears throat> internally, uh, we use Microsoft Teams. Uh, we're on the Microsoft stack, so it's a little easier for us. Very easy, you schedule it. Um, with a click of a button in Outlook, it'll, it'll drop into the, um, um, the body of the email and the invitation. Everybody clicks onto it and they're into a setting just like this. Um, it, it, Microsoft Teams has made a lot of advancements since COVID. They've really tried to step up their game to compete with the Zoom platform, um, which we, we also use. Um, we use Zoom through our Ring Central. Um, so our phones, we have IP phones through Ring Central, and you can do a video conference with that. And that is basically just a Zoom, um, white labeled Zoom product uh, within Ring Central. So, um, and then if you're trying to do something maybe for external, um, if you're going to host, like we do all company calls, which have been very helpful. For us, um, we were doing them every week, and just last week was our first week in which we moved it to every other week. But in that re- in that regard, you have you know 550 people. You want to be able to meet the lines, and we use go to um, uh, go to meeting for uh, for that. You can record the calls, you can control the question and answer. So um, I I did a couple of realtor calls for um, uh, some of our loan officers. We did just some realtor calls like this, you know, talking about working from home, uh, letting people know how we're adjusting to e closings and things like that. And that was, again, anything external would be sort of that go-to webinar um, uh, platform. So those are really the three main ones. We're sort of phasing off Skype. We still have it, but Teams is, is really uh, taken over for us. Um, and then from um, a training standpoint, we use um, our uh, OnCourse is the learning management system that we use. Um, they have like, you know, for continuing education, we've always done it virtually. So that's not really been an adjustment for us, but that is the platform that we use our, um, like our standard annual continuing education, you know, all of the, you know, Hamda, RESPA, all the, all the sort of mandatory continuing right. education that you need to do, we do it through uh, OnCourse. We use OnCourse as well for those okay. compliance courses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great, great platform. Yeah. Um, so uh, you mentioned Prezi, Dottie, and we talked a little bit about it on our prep call earlier today. Um, I think that that's a good, it's good information. I had seen it before as well. Um, looks very interesting to me. I just thought maybe you could elaborate a little bit in case anybody wants to um, run out, run out and get it. So Prezi is cool. It's, it's a, um, it's a presentation kind of software um, that is just slicker and cooler than your typical PowerPoint and all. So it's not like you make slides. You, it's, it's this like broader, bigger canvas that you can put all your content in. And then it, um, it just delivers it. It zooms in and out depending on what you want to talk about and speak to. And it's just, um, it, it's, it's worth look, it's worth looking into. They have uh, uh, monthly subscription prices that range from, uh, I don't know, 10 bucks a month to, $60 a month or whatever, depending on the users and all. And it, I'll tell you, if you don't tell anybody on your staff about it and you need to do your next PowerPoint presentation, don't tell them, just do it with Prezi and then just boom, mic drop, walk out of the room. You're going to impress everybody. It's just, a, it's just, I mean, we really like it. It's, it's a very interesting, engaging way to present material that's um, just, it's just more engaging than your typical PowerPoint presentation. So 
And I think since we're doing so much more of this, that we'll probably see more of in that space, the prezies, where it's really going to be everybody kicking up their game on the presentation side. <clears throat> Otherwise, it's just going to fall flat based on other people's yes. presentations. Um, so we kind of touched on best practices a little bit um, when we went into the technology part of it. Um, Shirley, you mentioned some other stuff about, you know, like, using a camera and what your underwriting manager, what you've experienced with your underwriting manager. Can you elaborate on that a bit? Yes. So definitely, I mean, number one, again, we talked about the technology and the equipment, but the being on camera as we are now, having that, whether you're doing a one-on-one meeting, a group meeting, the trainings, having that has made a difference. So our underwriting managers work in our corporate office. I'd say 95% of our underwriters are remote out of their homes. Though the underwriting managers were talking to them every day, multiple times a day, now that they've been home themselves, they are doing videos. So they're seeing them every day. They're seeing the expressions. And that's something I don't know would have done as quickly because they've been in the office for years not doing that. Maybe once a month, once every other month, they would go on video. But now this is every meeting we're there, everybody's on video. So we're actually seeing our remote staff more than we did before. Before, we'd have to bring them in once a year to get that FaceTime, and now we're having that FaceTime with them daily. So it really has made a difference. It's it's like we've been better managers of remote employees as a result of this because now we're remote ourselves. In fact, when this first started, when we thought it was going to be a couple weeks, right, I get the joke was like, I'm not showing my face. Are you kidding me? Like, I'm not showing me, right? And I wasn't saying that because I'm very handsome. So it was for me, it was not a problem, but other people were saying stuff like that. Um, But no, it was really a joke. I'm sorry? We're asking, please put your video on, Craig. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah exactly. Yeah, people were putting requests in long before COVID. Uh, <laughs> but now, now it's just such a comfort level. And now, now, like in teams, um, and I do this all the time. Shirley, Shirley knows it too. Like, I don't even call somebody; I video conference them, and so they're answering to my face, like popping up on the screen. And you know, I do that because that would be replicating walking by their office or walking by their desk and talking to them, and so really trying to normalize this as much as possible. And there, and now that we're nine, ten, we don't know how many weeks we're into this thing. Um, you know, it's just it's it's second nature now. So I, th- I think we are going to be much more in touch with our remote employees as a result of it. That'd be one silver lining, I guess, from from all of us. Yeah. For sure, and it helps the uh, facilitator, the trainer, the facilitator. Um, when when they're when they're trying to uh, engage with somebody remotely, you know, people put off visual cues you know, or clues to if they're picking up on something, if they're connecting, if they're getting it, if they're, you know, like ear and headlights over a concept or not, or if they're, if they're really like getting it. And um, so we, we t- prep the employee before the training um, with an agenda and what to expect and call them over the phone uh, to connect and then say, listen, we really need you to be on camera. For, for this. Uh, we want to make sure they're engaged and they're focused and that also we can try in this new reality, this new virtual world to pick up on any kind of clues that might help us um, maybe explain something again to them or to give them the best training possible. Yes. One of the other things I think we talked about is still have fun. You know, we're still laughing and joking. Um, we have meetings where it's like, hey, who's going to wear a funny hat? who has the best background. We have bingo. Um, 
the happy hours. I think everybody knows about happy hours. I don't think I have to go there for anybody with or without video. Um, so yeah. <laughs> it's just having that fun because that's the thing that we were doing together. We were laughing about things and, and just having that 15 minute break or that five minute break. So continuing to, to do that. It's not just about the meetings and the trainings. It is about having some kind of fun and building that relationship and continuing to build that bond with everyone. So that's it. I think the other thing we talk about best practices, we talk, we have a workflow and Dottie, I know you have something similar. We're talking about that with training where we have the job aid. So when there's procedures, we can go there. The person can go check out our workflow. So if you're an underwriter, you look at the workflow and say, oh, how do I clear it on the close? That's their processor might say, how do I order credit? So we have a workflow on our internet that the employees can go and look at and look at that job aid. And Dottie, I think you have something similar. Yeah, that's where we use Trello. We um, Trello, uh, we use that. Imagine you don't know Trello. Um, Imagine having a big whiteboard in your office and there's sticky notes all over based on your your project or whatever. And, uh, And you can move them as something is completed or in progress. Trello kind of keeps um, keeps organized any sort of project that you want to collaborate on. And we use it for many different reasons. But one of the things we really enjoy doing is putting together a training uh, intranet uh, using Trello. So we'll have pre-recorded uh, little webinars or training sessions uh, on, on a job aid, like Shirley's saying, or a task, you know, how to run DU or how to pull credit or whatever. And then it's, it's housed there in those little snippets in those little uh, job aid chunks that uh, when somebody's finished their training, they can go back to, to be reminded and refreshed and, and have those do this, do that, do, you know, um, uh, right there. So it Trello is a tool for that. Can you describe what the training would look like? Would it be like a watching someone's mouse go through the steps or is it, are you seeing a person do it? Like how, what does, yeah. what's the so, output? So um, right now what we've been doing is having um, our trainer, you would see Jeannie on, um, on screen and then mm-hmm. it would be just like she would be training um, an employee to do this and it's just recorded and then housed there. So she would be sharing screens, okay. yeah, you know, so you'd be able to see her, you know, click here, click here um, for, for some things. Or earlier on, she would have, um, um, you know, screenshots of things. But now we try to do it way more uh, uh, through video. That's awesome. Yeah. They kind of software where the <clears throat> the person who is being trained um, is doing. You're you're watching the trainers watching them do it. Like can can see their screen so that they can say, oh no no, you did it wrong or you messed this up. That's what that flip sharing you were talking about, right, Dottie? Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's really especially when you're doing. Um, deep, long trainings on systems and yeah, things like you that. Yeah, we, we learned that we uh, do a, a practical application. So we have test loans in the system. And as we're doing things like, oh, how do you attach a document? We'll show them how to attach the document. They have it, but then we'll say, now you attach it. So we go back and forth throughout the training to do that. And then like for underwriting the test loans, that way they're not in live production as they're underwriting alone, getting used to conditions, getting used to that workflow, building up their own underwriting zone of doing it. They can use that test loan in that training. 
And I, I want to just point out with the workflow and what Dottie was talking about, we both were saying how part of that was also including the employees that do the job. So we have procedures that were done by the underwriters and training that was done by a processor, people that are actually doing it. So that helps them around and also the engagement in making sure procedures are done because they're the ones that are underwriting. They're exactly. going through and saying like, hey, I underwrite this bond, I know what to do. Yes. That and, um, you know, at times we've had people that really wanted to learn something new or they really wanted to uh, grow their professional skills and, and develop. And we might not have had the luxury of being able to either give them give them that personal training or put mm -hmm. them in that department so they can learn more and and um, driving them or pointing them in the direction of these types of uh, uh, webinar um, uh, things on our Trello training thing like helps them. Like we could direct somebody, here's, here's how you can learn more about two or three Ks or whatever mm -hmm. it is. And, uh, and then they feel a little bit more um, um, valued, I guess, you know, engaged. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I, I mean, I totally agree. And I keep thinking back to when I was an ops manager and I would just do a regular, uh, my, my staff was mostly remote, including myself. Um, and get them on like a WebEx. It was just a call. And I just remember the crickets when I would ask a question, does anybody have any questions? It was so odd. It was really when I first started in the position, but I, I cringed because no one would ever share. No one would ever say anything. And then I'd just be like, okay, thanks for calling in. I'll talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> and it was super <laughs> awkward. So yeah, I mean. Well, if you, if you watch any kind of daytime TV, which I don't, Oh, we can remotely back. I just saw this clip. Even people as witty and funny and whatever as an Ellen or um, uh, Kelly and Ryan Secrets, it, it's awkward. It, people, they, it's a, it's more difficult to to really connect and build a rapport and and um, uh, engage with people uh, virtually and remotely. So so even the experts struggle with it. So I would tell your team leads or your facilitators or whatever to be patient with themselves and uh, um, uh, you know try to take some tips from the experts yeah yeah we had a call yesterday that was is very similar to this one where we really were diving into just the benefits of um, virtual meetings which were obviously more focused on training here but one of the things that um, that one of the discussion leaders mentioned was just the 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 one-on-one -on -one touch-ins with your staff, the one-on, so, you know, that would apply with the people that you're training too, you know, just be able, being able to constantly, like Dottie said, see their facial expressions, see if they're understanding everything. You know, you can tell if somebody's getting frustrated or all these things that you, you wouldn't have from just a phone call. Um, are you guys doing those one-on-ones? Yes, <laughs> I would say that is something we learned. So even with having, we have a monthly underwriting meeting and closing meeting, but we still have one-on-ones with each individual. And especially after something new has come out with COVID and things like that, because sometimes people are embarrassed. They are afraid to ask that question in front of other people because they don't want to feel that they should know the answer. So we try to do reach out like just a one-on-one -on -one, and then we get more feedback that way. Um, we also created a small group uh, for processing and for underwriting that when new guidelines are coming out, we send to that team to get their opinion to get that feedback and knowing that they're a part of that small team that makes helps make that decision before it goes out company wide, we've gotten a lot more feedback. It's really great to 
to say, hey, from credit policy, we're going to go out with this. And then you send it to an underwriter or process and they're like, wait a minute, what about this? You forgot about this. I don't understand it. And get in front of that before it goes out company wide. So that's helped with that feedback. Smaller groups does make a difference. We still have the large meetings, but we try to break down to smaller groups throughout the month. Yeah, I mean, you know, you lose that value. You know, when you're walking through the office and you just look down at somebody and you can see by the expression on their face or their body language that things are not going well. For them and and you have that opportunity to say what's going on and they can tell you about whether it's a transaction or an issue they're having within their within their department um, and and you don't really have that now so you have to take advantage of the one-on-ones and seeing them so you can kind of gauge their level of uh, of concern or uh, you know whatever it is they're dealing with. It's, it's just important. And everybody's feeling so isolated now. So any way that you can connect, even this, it's great to see all of you, but it's, it's just needed. So as we have been talking now more about, um, you know, employees returning to work and things sort of going back to normal, um, Craig, what do you think is going to never go back to, I mean, what, what, what practices are just going to continue now that you've, been forced into this completely remote world and what thing are there any things or any um, training that you still believe will go back to being in person yeah I, I think that um, can't wait for there to be that in-person um, connectivity again but I, I do think that we're just more adjust- we're, we're better adjusted for this environment and I think people will take advantage of it you know I've had some conversations some one-on-one conversations with some of my managers and they're, and they're talking about how much more productive they are at home and you know, is there a way that we can, you know, maybe still do two days a week at home because, you know, and, and there are reasons, right? And I'm getting so much more work done. I, I have my meetings on Mondays and I can just get a whole bunch of stuff done on Tuesdays. And, you know, and, and for some of the support roles that I are um, support functions that I have, like te- um, technology, compliance and legal, there, there may be some opportunity there for us to, to work a little bit more efficiently. So um, I don't know anything off the top of my head that's going to completely change overnight. Um, but I do think that, you know, some of this stuff people are going to hang on to. And I, and I, I think this will be sort of, um, I wouldn't want stained in our memory because um, I'm talking about just the work aspect of it. But yeah, I think people are going to, um, the, the stigma, if somebody had one, is probably wiped away, right? It's probably not there anymore. The stigma of being remote and working at home. And I, I think, I, you know, I think some people are just much, much more open-minded to it. I, I am for sure myself uh, much more open-minded to it. And um, it, it's, we've, we've been very, I even wrote that down as sort of productivity. I mean, I'm sure it's because of the volume, right? The productivity is much higher, but I mean, getting a lot more, um, you know, out of our staff today than, you know, I, we can go back years and look and it's, it, these are record numbers, you know, loans per employee I'm, I'm speaking about specifically. So a lot of, a lot of good came from it for sure. And Craig, don't you think that, um, that in the future, uh, we're going to have different challenges with recruiting people, uh, particularly operations staff. Uh, I think that more companies are going to, or more individuals are going to look at companies and say, can I work remotely? Can I, you know, can I have a a, a more flexible schedule? I can't deal with that commute. I can get out of bed and get my coffee and hit the ground running and start cranking out closing packages. Um, You know, do I need to drive in icy snowy roads? 
when I can, you know, get to an office, when I can perform, which then evolves into what are we paying an office space? Yeah, yeah that's, that's the part. So that's, that's nice. It'd hate to be a commercial real estate. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was great, great, great segue into a point I was going to make. You know, on our business plan this year was we we were sort of making the decision. Our lease is coming up, um, not at the end of this year. We're a year ahead, of course, but we need to make a decision by the end of this year what we're going to do. It's completely changed our mind. Uh, we have a really we're in a nice, big, beautiful building in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Uh, big atrium. If you walk into the building, we have the whole fourth floor. 80% of the third floor, we had some of the fifth floor, um, and we are completely changing the way we're thinking about this. In fact, one of the things that I've been doing is sort of just researching more of like innovative, collaborative office environments, um, because we're probably going to try to take advantage of this. What you're uh, mentioning, Dottie, we've experienced over the last couple of years, um, we're in Freedom's backyard. Uh, Freedom is like the small boutique lender um, that nobody's ever heard of. No, I'm kidding. Freedom is uh, one of the largest uh, companies. Uh, mortgage companies, I'm sure everybody knows freedom, freedom is. Um, but they're in our backyard and they and, and, and there were some of the last couple of booms um, made it particularly difficult for us to recruit underwriters. So even underwriters that were local, we were letting work from home. But that was very specific to underwriting. It didn't bleed over so much into processing or so much into closing. That That is out the door. That's definitely going to be the case. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're going to have to be prepared for that. Um, but there is value in bringing people in. So now that's what you, you kind of like. You do hoteling stations, you do a collaborative office where you have more meeting rooms rather than, you know, bigger cubicles, maybe just sort of desks laid out across so people can come in and work a day or two, um, but not necessarily be stationed there. Um, and I, I, could, I could see a ton of value in that. Um, we're certainly open-minded uh, to move in that direction. Yeah, I, I do say it's opened people's minds, like you said, Craig, for yourself working from home. Uh, we just had a conversation about sales where processing was there in the office and the sales leader is saying, hey, now that they're working remote, I find that it works out better because I was micromanaging a little bit. I was walking by that processor's desk mm -hmm. and checking and looking at pipeline. And now I just have to wait for that meeting and we've been more productive. So I don't think that anybody knew that would happen until we went through this. So that's another change. I think that it's going to be more of not just everybody wanting to work remotely 100%. We are going to get more people that are going to say, can I do this two or three days a week? And I think it's going to change a lot more when other things happen, like kids go back to school. People are getting through a lot now, going through having more people at home at the same time. So I know in people's mind, they're like, well, wow, if my child was at school like they normally are, how much more could I get done? And still when they come home, we could get through and have this family time together because I don't have to drive the hour, get stuck in traffic. That's a so good point. That's a good point, Shirley. I was thinking, all right, well, let's see what producti productivity looks like when people aren't in lockdown, when they can yeah, go to the too, when they can't go to the pool or the golf right, course, right. whatever. <laughs> but Shirley, you're certainly um, an optimist, and, and you that you bring up a good point that you know they have challenges now that when life gets back to normal, they might not have, and, and their productivity may increase. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know I mean, my personal productivity has gone down since the golf course has opened up. In fact, it's, I'm going to be going there right after this meeting. So, so I know from a personal level, I'm more on the dotting yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> uh, Well, I mean, I, I can speak to that exact situation because I have been working remotely since I started PMP in October. And prior to that, you know, in operations, um, my office, I live in Mansfield, Ohio, but my office is in Columbus. So being a manager, I was hired well, originally as a processor, but completely work from home. But obviously as a manager, having to show my face and go into the office a little bit more. Um, so I was traveling to Columbus 
two to three times a week. Um, but anyway, now completely 100% remote. <clears throat> and that's exactly right. The kids leave, they go to my husband go leaves and I've got the house to myself until five o'clock. Um, and that is not the case anymore. <laughs> and even though I've had to like, I've had to hire somebody to homeschool, there's, they know I'm home. They're still around. They're still, it's still crazy. So, um, I try to be more as productive as possible for sure, but not everybody can hire somebody either, you know, and that's, I feel lucky that I was able to do that. But if I wasn't, it would be definitely be a lot cha- more challenging mm-hmm. for me, for sure. Um, I'm, Wanted to answer. Um, there was a question that did pop up in the chat. I want to make sure um, somebody asked the question. Matthew Hackett asked um, if uh, using on course for anything aside from regulatory training, and and we do. We we I don't Dottie, I don't, I'm not sure if you're using it this way, but um, we even our um, our security like our own homemade um, uh, you know custom uh, trainings we put through on course, which makes it really great. We have a customer service training that we built ourselves. Um, you know, we did a, a clean desk. Um, policy, you know, our clean desk policy is a training and we loaded it on the, on, uh, on course. So you get the benefit of the platform because you're going to get like the tracking and the reporting. And so it's very easy if a regulator comes and says, let me see all your reporting. It comes out of there and, and, and it's great because you can load reporting. So hopefully that answers your question, but yeah, we, any, actually, any training you want, we can do on there. And we've actually used it for income training and asset training and underwriting to be able to, you know, Hey, here's some trends we're finding. Let's create this training, have them go through, take the test. And then that way we can document that everybody's going through that training, hire someone new, and that just gets added into an on-course training for them. So yes, you can just create your own. Um, Shirley and and uh, Craig couldn't have uh, said it. I couldn't have said it better myself. They nailed it. That's exactly our experience too with uh, with on-course. Um, you get all the compliance or whatever courses, and then you can custom add. Uh, what you like in there. And we've even used it if there's a a policy that we want to make sure and be able to report on that everybody got and read and understood. um, And we can just slide it in there, create it and slide it in real quickly. So yeah. Yeah. And then Matthew uh, followed up and he said, always good to see another Hackett. Personally, I think it's one too many, but that's just me. Matthew Hackett. Um, (laughs) Um, And then um, just to be clear, yes. (laughs) <laughs> just to be clear, yes, uh, these are our trainings that we created and we just load into the um, into the yes. platform. So very beneficial that way. <laughs> we can mute the rest of them. We've got to have Matthew on here next time. That comment in the chat, because Donnie, you said you're at your, your daughters, you said your kids in New York. I thought maybe you were on a computer that came up as Matthew Hackett. So I didn't oh. realize that, oh, that, that it was another person. Some of our attendees, yeah, I thought you were just putting it out there to the. Yeah, yeah sorry, Amy. I'm over here facilitating. Any other questions? <laughs> Anybody else? <laughs> 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 no problem. No problem. Craig's a, Craig's a veteran at this. He knows how to handle this, right? <laughs> Um, and, and only one other um, comment I was going to make, I thought was a unique situation that maybe touches on this. We, we actually hired um, a, a new uh, head of technology. We have um, uh, a gentleman, uh, SVP of technology. We were actually going through a, a replacement, um, not knowing COVID was going to happen. And he actually started a week after we went work from home. Uh, so this gentleman had to basically meet his team. Um, I mean, we made the announcement the Sunday that we did work from home. Um, and then there was a week of transition and he came in. And so that, that was, I thought very unique. He used the video to basically meet his team, um, get to know them, uh, basically the whole transition from what our, you know, our operational or uh, department business plan over to him. 
Uh, we've had a quarterly review. We do uh, performance reviews every quarter. So he's been through one cycle of that already, and uh, he's he's yet to be in person uh, with the staff yet. Wow. And uh, he's done a great job. It's been a very successful transition. He, from the very beginning, every single meeting, he's got the video on. He doesn't he doesn't back away from that. Um, and that was that was very uh, critical. He's also a seasoned manager, so it's not his first rodeo, but. Um, you know, I think that's a pretty in incredible success story for, uh, for yeah. Jeff. Yeah, that's great. You come across a lot of pushback on the video. I mean, especially with new employees, I can't imagine saying, no, I'm not going to do that as a new employee, but you do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah Shirley, you probably yeah. experience it more than I do. Yeah. Yes, they do. And it, it goes back to what Dottie said. It's just giving them the prep to know, yes, you will be on camera. The season employees, it's like when I call and it's on camera, it's like, whoa, I don't have makeup on. Why are you calling? So it's just kind of making sure, like, be prepared. And that's what I'm saying. In this environment, everybody now is prepared. Yeah. And and people, but people do get, I think, a little um, sensitive. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're opening up your home environment or wherever you are. You know, I'm at my kid's apartment, you know, in Manhattan. But, um, and, and I've heard some people say, I don't want you to see my house. I don't want mm -hmm. you to see what, and I'm, you know, very sensitive to that. And, you know, I'm like, okay, is there any like just bare wall that you can, you know, sit in front of or, or whatever for these opportunities to connect? Um, but I think we all have to be very sensitive to the, there's some underlying things. Mm -hmm big things and very valid, legitimate reasons why people have some insecurities. I don't know if Google Hangouts has it. Oh, I'm sorry, again, Amy. I was just saying not everybody has an extra room for an office. Yeah. So you could be in your kid's room or in, you know, I mean, finding people, I saw somebody who has set her office up in her bathroom. So, yeah. so you can, you can um, set it up for Zoom. I just don't use Zoom enough to do it. Um, you can definitely do it for Microsoft Teams and a couple other platforms, but you can put a background on you. Um, oh, yeah. So basically mm -hmm. it can, it can, one, you can just like um, blur out blur the background out. on teams or you can, we do like everybody's got funny ones, you know, like one guy's in the white house, like he's in the oval office this is the background of his. So it looks like he's sitting <laughs> in the oval office, but at least it, it takes away anything that you see in the back, in the background, unless it, there well, you go, Amy, you got it. Right on command. I think, yeah, there you go. You're a little outdoor <laughs> dining. I like it. I like it. <laughs> So, um, we're, um, in Scottsdale for Scottsdale, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, um, when does that open? <laughs> no one's there. And, <laughs> um, but, but that'll allow for that. And then the reason I use headphones and I, I, you know, my, um, my chops broken for this cause I should be using something wireless, but there's just enough wireless stuff going on here. Um, and that's that drowns out anybody's, um, talking, right? So basically like no one in my house right now can hear any of anybody's comments because they're just directly into my ear. So those are two ways that you can sort of mitigate some of that like privacy concern that people might have um, mm -hmm. yeah, just, just as a, as a good mitigator. Yeah. Angela mentioned too, Zoom, same Zoom has backgrounds. You can also suggest the employee attending from their car. If the house has kids, dogs, it might be a little bit more challenging if you're training somebody though, to do sure. it from your car, especially if you've got a desktop, but. Right. But for a meeting, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, no, I have the call right before this, the FHA call. Kevin Peranio from PRMG was in his car for the whole thing because his kids are all home and they're young and they're running around. <laughs> it's better off if I just do it in the car. <laughs> Matthew Hackett says solid branding on the shirt, Craig. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's see. Who do you have there? Annie Mac? Oh, just Annie Mac. Ever heard of him? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my Trident mortgage mug? <laughs> <laughs> right there you go 
Um, so thank you guys. I really appreciate it. I'm just going to sort of recap a little bit um, because this is a you know best practices uh, call on some of the stuff we talked about was definitely having the technology and the equipment and getting that there prior to the day of training. Um, having dedicated IT, somebody that Shirley, you and I talked about this, having somebody that's going to stick with the employee throughout the training because if you have every time you call in, you have an, an issue, you, you get someone else, you get another IT person that could prove to be aggravating, uh, especially for a new employee, because you, yeah. you know, everyone who's dealt with IT understands that everybody has a different solution in a different way. So <clears throat> I think having one dedicated person is very important. And um, also using the camera like we've talked about and being having fun with it, um, trying to do things to engage the people with you. And, um, and and get them involved in the call. <clears throat> Dottie, you also mentioned a lot of prep, prep ahead of time, have a solid agenda, um, make sure they have their, their expectations are met, they know what to expect, and um, also to make sure that your trainer is fantastic and your trainer is engaging and that you record. And then I love the smaller groups idea too. Shirley, I don't know if you do much larger training, but mm-hmm. smaller groups um, are definitely... Uh, it's a good idea as well. So you have more interaction. People are going to ask questions and you can call on people a little bit more. So um, great takeaways. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys. I know it's super, super busy. So I'm just so thrilled that you took some time for me and for our lender members to go through this stuff. Um, and I hope that you have an awesome end of the month. And to our techies, yeah. I feel the same um, for you. Thank you so much for joining this call end of month. I know you're all super busy. It's not lost on us that, you know, this is a crazy time for everybody, but um, on that note, I just want to say thanks again. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your evening. Thank you. Bye everybody. Go close those loans. Go close those loans. That's right. Best month ever. I know, right? (laughs) For more information about how you can get involved with TMC Connect and witness the power of the network firsthand, please visit us at mortgagecollaborative.com.